good afternoon good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shola i'm your host thank you for joining me um i hope you're well i hope you're you know doing you're feeling good wherever you are i hope all is well with you and yours your loved ones this month of january really has gone pretty fast i think today is the 27th of january and so we have just four days left and the month is over can you imagine and it's like we just christmas was just like a few days ago <laughs> at least that's the way it feels but i'm glad that the that january is usually a slow month but it's gone pretty fast at least from my perspective and i think i saw a post social media post where someone said the same thing so i think it's not only me by the way it's 35 degrees centigrade in lagos but it's not hot which is really odd you know it's cool despite the fact that you know 35 degrees centigrade usually in lagos should be sweltering hot but it's not hot it's actually it's, it's not hot at all so th- that really you know sh- makes me realize that you know this whole weather thing you know sometimes they can the temperatures can be the same but the humidity is not there in lagos is just humid it's like you're in an oven <laughs> you know so you don't it's, it's not really about what the temperature says it's about how you feel because this is 35 degrees and honestly if not that i saw it you know on my laptop here i would have thought it was about maybe less than 30 degrees because it really doesn't feel like 35 and yes yeah so anyways that's an aside so i want to talk today about prayer um like i said i'm in bible school like you guys know <laughs> so i'm having you know what i like about it is that there's order coming into there there are things that i have to just read reading material and i have to read it because i you know and, and i'm a very efficient student as in i'm a good student i don't like missing my deadlines and things like that except there's really really a very very good reason and, and you know i don't pray for that kind of good reason because it must be very you understand what i'm saying it must be one of those kind of things otherwise i will do it i mean i for me losing sleepless nights i mean i i I don't miss deadlines as the new people that work with me know this I, I really do try not to miss my deadlines and when I do you know I will probably notify in fact I, do, I, I really try I hate missing my deadlines I don't I, within the 24 hour cycle I will have closed the gap except something really really you know what I'm doing those kind of things that we, we pray that don't happen you know so I, I do keep to my whatever so we're, we're, we're talking one of our courses we're talking about prayer and um there's this book they give us written by tim keller and this is the thing you know me i've read a lot of christian books and whatever and i thought i had i knew who most of the you know prominent christian writers are but since i got to um, bible school um, at western seminary in, in um, online it's a distance program so i'm not in portland i'm not in oregon but i'm still very much in nigeria but since i started the program all the authors they've been mentioning i've never heard of them before the books i've never heard of them and i was wondering you know how is this possible you know i'm sorry maybe i felt you know but i just found it funny that i'd never even heard of any of these people before but as i started reading some of the books which by the way i got through amazon kindle hmm, thank god for amazon kindle because if not i don't know how i'll have coped with all the reading materials because of course a lot of them are you know by authors in the u.s and all of that there's no way those books are not stocked in nigeria but um, i have an amazon account and you know i've had that set up for some time so i was i was able to buy them you know and so i've been reading them and they've been really nice so i'm going to recommend timothy tim keller to you please because i just checked now i saw that he even has sermons on youtube so he has a book on prayer he has a lot of books he's written so many books so we're reading um, books on tim um, written by tim keller we're reading one by donald whitney and then there's a third author i can't remember his name now 
but Tim Keller is in fact you know you know what it's like eh, when because a lot of I'm sorry to say a lot of the authors that we see Christian authors that we see around my environment here I don't gel with them because they over they over spiritualize things and then they are stuck in you know people assuming that their own background is the same background and everybody else's own and they're talking about all kinds of things you know that some of us can really not relate to so I've not been able to find myself in that thing and I'm like okay if you were raised in an environment where you know people used to do certain things they were offering sacrifices and things like that or they were you know not everybody was raised that way so you know when you are you know when, when your ministry is is in such a way that it assumes that everybody has that background and everybody can relate to that then sorry you know i can't find myself in your ministry but i do realize that probably the people who can so that's fine so i actually struggle with reading a lot of the material that i find in my own local environment because simply because you know i was just not the, a lot of things that they share honestly and i can't do you understand what i'm saying you know if it's not your experience will i now manufacture it and try to be you know it's, i didn't go through this do you understand what i'm saying i didn't this didn't happen so don't make me feel bad that i did not have the kind of experiences you had so it's a problem for me so anyways that aside then there's the other thing about you know treating god like this angry god that you just want to you want to you know you you're always begging for things you know almost like merging our traditional beliefs with you know our perceptions of god you know and for me and me let's just say i struggle with a lot of those things you know i just struggle so um what i like about tim keller so far from the books i've read of him donald whitney as well and i think the other person i just have to find that name anyways but tim keller i know that he has stuff on youtube sermons which i haven't listened to but um, i based on this book i guess they will be interesting what i like about him is that you know when and this i've said this on my podcast before that there's certain people i meet once i start talking to them i can tell that we're on the same spiritual journey we're drinking from the same fountain the holy spirit that i know they know him as well do you understand because the language some of the things they say there are things i have heard the spirit of god say some of the things that they do there are things that god has mentioned to me as being right to do do you understand that i can mm, just like how they, they you know i can notice this person the person you are working with me too i'm not saying we're on the same path or the relationship is the same but i'm saying there is a commonality of experience and relationship so whenever i see such people I, i'm very i hold them close to my heart so tim keller the way he talks about god the way he talks about jesus the way he talks about the holy spirit I'm, you know I just I rec- I see myself in it because he treats if I he said something in the book of prayer that was when I just decided that okay this guy I really really be very I'll read his book intentionally from now on it, it will not just be something I'm reading because I have to read it he said you know that people forget to treat God like a person and that that is that is why we struggle a lot with prayer and I it was lovely for me to read that because that is exactly how i feel or how i have come to feel you know and like i had said in the two musings ago when i shared my testimony about my relationship with god i said because i was looking for a father i wasn't looking for one god that is going to exercise power because i think that's the difference i think if you're looking for a god a powerful god if that was all brought you to jesus you're looking for you know what my people call agbara as in you were looking for power 
signs and wonders is what brought you miracles power you know power gifts that's what brought you to god then definitely you have a different kind of relationship with him except you know you grow and god helps you or other things come in but for people like me i was not looking for power that power was just you know the power i wanted was the power to love me <laughs> the power to protect me but not necessarily power to manifest do you understand what i'm saying i just wanted him to i knew he was god and i knew he was powerful but i wanted his love i wanted his emotional protection exactly that's what i was looking for i wasn't looking for you know parting the red sea uh, mountain of sanai experience if he was going to show me those things or if he's you know by nature of the fact that he's that kind of god that then comes as an you know an added benefit all well and good but that was it what brought me to god so for that reason, honestly, when I go say when I when I go for those prayer meetings and people are shaking and they are jumping, I used to wonder, is it God? <laughs> honestly, I struggle. I've struggled with those things for years. I've struggled. I'll be like, okay, is, is it God we are talking to, or are we binding the devil, or you are joining the two together? Okay, would it, isn't there a point at which even if you are is God, you know, one minute you are binding God, then you are talking to God, you are shouting. You know, I used to just wonder. They are talking to God, they'll be shouting, Father. You understand? I'll be wondering. Is that how you talk to your dad at home? Hmm. I'll be wondering, is he so far? Is he hard of hearing? Do you understand what I'm saying? Why are you shouting at him? And I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to offend anybody, but it's I'm, I'm just being honest here. These things used to baffle me. And that's why the good thing about this podcast is that I'm not talking to anybody, I'm just recording into a device <laughs> and it's only the people that enter this that will hear it so you know it's 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 um it baffled me so when i heard him said i was like oh my goodness somebody has said it because everywhere in the bible that i see where prayer works in fact this woman what was her name hannah that went to beg god for a child um samuel's uh, mother she was wisp she was mumbling she didn't even she couldn't be heard. In fact, she was just mouthing. She was pouring her heart out to the Lord. Because God is a spirit. You don't need to shout. Shouting in prayer to God, well, maybe that's how you feel. But the point is, he's a spirit. So he can hear the prayers and the thoughts of the heart. And that's what he's looking at. So he's not impressed by the shouting. So that's the... the, the, the I'm not saying sometimes emotion can carry you to the point that you are shouting, you know, but we all need to understand that as we are shouting, it's not the shouting God is listening to and he will not respond to the shouting. It is the what he sees in the heart. The Bible says in James that the earnest, heartfelt, continuous prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It makes tremendous power available. Dynamic in its working. Dynamic in its working. It's the heartfeltness of it. That's what God is looking at. John chapter 4 24 says God is looking for people who worship him in spirit and in truth. I am on an ongoing journey of knowing how to have a lifestyle of prayer that is pleasing to, to the Lord. Even Jesus, everywhere we saw him pray, he would go somewhere quiet. All he wanted was to be alone in a quiet place and he would go and pray. In fact, Jesus was the epitome of praying from the heart. Even um, when the Bible describes when he was praying in the garden of Gethsemane, you get the feeling 
that he wasn't he was uttering words from his heart but you don't get the feeling of oh shouting and jumping Mm-mm. you get the feeling of somebody who was deeply sorrowful and was just oh god help me you know the cries of his heart is almost similar to the kind of prayer the way in which hannah was praying and god answered the two of them in jesus's case he gave him the power and the grace to go ahead and obey that which he was you know god intended for him just to die for us and sacrifice himself and hannah she received the grace to go back to her house in faith and eventually uh, conceive a child and gave birth to a son Samuel, who was now the first child that opened the womb for so many other children that came after him god answered her prayer even all the psalmists when you read their prayers these people were not jumping and shouting when they wrote all these prayers that we have now taken on board the prayers are so powerful that not only that they worked for the people that wrote it the, the psalms still there is no prayer book in the world that can compete with the psalms every anybody that is involved in any spiritual um, endeavor across religions knows this but if they were you understand they wrote it with singleness of mind they were spiritually inspired by god they were in the highest spiritual zone you can imagine but of course if they were jumping and shouting we didn't have hard time to write what they wrote and uh, please, I'm not saying that you don't shouldn't jump and shout. I'm just saying that, honestly, God is a person. And if you will not jump and shout when talking to your earthly father, I don't understand why you are reserving that treatment for God. <clears throat> I don't understand. That's just me. So, <clears throat> but I do understand that when you are praying, like me, when you are praying, or let me speak for myself, when I'm when I'm praying those casting and binding prayers, yes. If I'm taking authority over the devil over a situation, yes, that's where my voice, you know, because at then I'm not talking to God. I am addressing the situation. But even at that, again, there's no volume that the devil responds to. We saw it um, in, in the book of Corinthians when some people tried to cast out a demon, and the man with the demon said, Ah, Paul, I know. Um, Silas, I know. Who are you? Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? And the person jumped on them as if you think you can just call that name of Jesus when you don't have the faith behind it and the authority and you think you can just say who are you and the demon jumped on them so now even me i'm not as i don't even that jumping and binding prayer i am not quick to do it i will first go and ask the lord to lead me on how to pray because i spent a whole year praying those jumping prayers <laughs> nothing changed in the situation i was praying it for it was when i got quiet with the lord and I started listening to what he has to say. That's when the situation moved. The jumping and the binding did not help me. And that is not to say that there are not situations that jumping and binding will help. All I'm just saying is that at the end of the day, the prayer that moves mountains is the prayer that God hears. And it's not according to the outward appearance. And that's what Jesus was telling them when he said, don't be like the people who when they want to pray, they will go to places where everybody will see them. They will shout in the, you know, and all that. He said, when you go, enter your closet. In fact, he even said, lock your door and pray. It's a personal thing. He's not saying that we shouldn't pray in the congregation. That wasn't what he was saying. But what he was saying is that whether you are praying with congregation or you are praying at home, at the end of the day, it is the heart that is in that prayer that God listens to, that God hears, that God responds to, that God answers. 
Jesus said it many times. These people, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. God hears the prayer of the heart. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord run from to and fro, looking to see them whose heart is perfect towards him. Those are the people that are guaranteed answers to prayers. Now, I am saying this to remind myself. As I was telling one of my beloved sisters this morning, I have come to see that these musings, they are more for me than for anyone listening. It's just that God has this way. God is the kind of God that he cannot just bless one person. When when goodness is too much, you know, when the, it's just like when he, he causes rain to fall, he does not, you know, it will benefit both the people he intends, <laughs> everybody, because that's just how he is. He's a good God. So his goodness will, will always benefit not only the whoever asked for it <clears throat> and the people around whoever asked for it. So now God is using or, you know, this to bless other people. It's all on him. It has nothing to do with me. But these processes, they help me because it makes me reflect. It makes me meditate. It makes me think. And then God speaks as well. So there are a lot of scriptures. And I think I'll just end by reading a few of them that talk about prayer. And like I said, what I like about this Bible school I'm going to is that it's taking me back to the basics. Like, you know, even that reflection on things like pride. Things that... I would never on my own have thought about even if when God mentions it in passing I'll just feel well yes it's one of those things but by the time you now discuss it in a group and you listen to teachings and everything you now realize that this is not something you should just overlook or gloss over and one of my classmates in the discussion forum he replied and said you know that this is a lifelong thing that all of us will have to deal with <clears throat> and that it was something that until the day we pass, we have to continue to do. I was very encouraged when I heard that, read that because I was beginning to really wonder that what was wrong with me, you know, because honestly, I myself, I had seen that this pride is there, self-pride is there, you know, it may not be as bad as some people's own, but it's there, I would not be telling, you know, so, but when he now said that, I said, okay, so it's true because even Paul was saying that, you know, certain things he had to be careful so that he does his heart is not lifted up through the abundance of revelation. Is a way that the devil uses to tempt all of us. So there are certain things just like we know that we will always struggle with the flesh, with things like anger, lying, you know, for you know, all those sort of some things. Some people will struggle in some areas more than others. But for those some of us it's more it may be more or less in this area, but at least just knowing. So first Thessalonians five, sixteen to eighteen says Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So, Paul is um, advising the church here that they should have a lifestyle of continuous prayer. It doesn't mean that you're not going to do anything in your life, all you're going to do is pray. What it means is that I, you and I, should have in our life a readiness to always always be in an attitude of prayer with God and that's communion and it's only when you treat God like a person that you can be in this prayer pray without season because as long as God is somebody that you go and you shout at I don't think you can shout at somebody for 24 hours but yeah always in an attitude of prayer then you can just talk to him about things you know like I find out that when I'm in the bathroom it doesn't happen recently but sometimes God speaks to me a lot when I'm in the bathroom when I'm taking a shower and I guess I got to realize that that was because maybe that's the only place he can get me where I am quiet in my thoughts. Can you imagine Holy Ghost waiting all you know, 24 hours for when is she going to go and have a bath so that I can talk to her? That tells you how noisy our life is every day. 
I started noticing that why is it that in the shower you I'm always receiving? So when I told some people, said, I know it's not as if there's one anointing in your shower. <laughs> it's just that then you are quiet. Ha, I said, God, this is serious. So there's nothing disturbing you. There's no phone. You understand? There's nobody talking to everybody. As they leave you when you enter the bathroom, everything, everybody leaves you. The whole world, you've left the world behind. So the, the, my shower has become my mountain. So, anyways, um, just dropping that by the side. So be careful for nothing. Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7. That's, don't worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus in the process as well. Um, yeah, First John 5, 14, this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Colossians 4, 2 says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Mark eleven twenty four. therefore I say unto you what things ever you desire when you pray, Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Um, Jeremiah 29 12 says, Then shall you call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. Romans 12 12 says, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. So, generally, the counsel, you know, both in the time of Jesus and as well as the apostles, is that we should just, you know, have a lifestyle of prayer. Jesus says, when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the hidden do, for they think that they shall be heard, for they are much speaking. In fact, Jesus said a lot about prayer. He said you shouldn't be making vain Oh, so you know what? Hey, Jesus, do it. Father, do it. Hey, do it. Hey, hey. I were very fond. I'm sure many of you have been in those congregations where they say those things. He said it here. So God, Jesus tried very hard to make us realize that, you know, prayer is is like relating with your earthly father. But this time in a spiritual context and that's why because if you look at it why did the salvation experience make us children of god it could just have made us servants and most of us would be happy even me i'll be very happy to be a servant only a servant without any sonship experience in fact if not that god gave that idea will i on my own ever believe that i will be worthy to be called the son of god so i would have been okay with servants but God decided that he didn't want servants. That he wanted sons. He wanted children. He wanted his son Jesus to be the firstborn of many brethren. <laughs> In fact, as I'm talking it, I, I don't know how I'm feeling. It was God's choice. So, if that is what he wanted, and he was ready to sacrifice his own son to make it possible, then who am I to not be reverting to servanthood? Of course, I know that there is a place for servanthood in Christ. I will serve God and serve his work on earth. But God also, just like Jesus himself too, was a servant um, of Christ and a servant to the gospel and the work of the kingdom that God put in his hand. But he was also a son. But God also wants me to be a son. He wants me to also be a child to him, his offspring. And, and I believe that why God wants that is because he wants that relationship as equals. I don't, you know, and I say that with caution, but you know what I mean. He wanted us to be able to come boldly before his throne of grace, to be able to talk to him face to face and not be afraid. He wanted that. So when God has now gone to this great extent to do this, we will now still be shouting at him from afar like the same way. I, people who worship idols shout at their own gods too. Then what is the difference? 
what is the differentiator why did we leave our traditional gods to go to you know this god i don't understand so anyway um thank you holy spirit that i know that you have spoken to me today and um, i believe that this is going to unleash i think for me a more intentional way about talking to you and just taking that time to be instant in prayer like there are some things i've been dealing with and i think it's only when i hit a roadblock that i remember that okay maybe i should go and ask god or ask holy ghost i don't you know i've said this before i don't check in with him as often as i should on some of these things on an ongoing basis when i reach roadblock and i'm like okay yeah let me go and consult whereas i could have been consulting as i was going i don't know it's, i just have to really do something about that anyway i'm going to leave that at this point and i pray that the god and lord of our lord jesus christ will continue to reveal himself and show us how better we can relate with him and have a very healthy lifestyle of fellowship of communion and of prayer also his glory in jesus name amen thank you for listening